by name, and she hadn't seen this man before. He'd been polite, asked for food as well as ale, and she'd thought, well, she'd thought that he seemed pleasant. He'd asked for fresh bread as if he was used to eating good food, and although he hadn't been flippant or saucy, he'd seemed interested in her, for she'd caught him glancing to see if she was wearing a wedding ring. And there'd been something he said. What was it? she thought. Something about a husband, that was it. Had I a husband to go home to? But I didn't answer. I'm not in habit of discussing my life with a stranger. He was in Hull on business, he said, so he must live out a district. It would be nice if he came back like he said he would, and then I might find out who he is. Does he have a wife? Where does he live? Is he in regular work? She let out a breath of resignation. Oh, but no use daydreaming, Harriet. This is your life, such as it is. She swung open the door. There was a bright fire burning, and already men standing by it warming their backsides. The landlord's wife stood behind the bar counter with an expression so brittle it could shatter glass. You're late, she said. I know, Harriet replied. I'm sorry. Anger coursed through his veins. It had for as long as he could remember, though he didn't know why. But it was his retaliation, his way of dealing with what he considered to be injustice, his way of coping with long-standing rejection. Noah Tuke rode the stallion hard, testing its health and strength. He'd bought him cheap, doing a shady deal with the owner who was pressed for money and had cursed him for his meanness. This would be Noah's second visit to Hull, and when his quest was done, he had no intention of ever going back to the town again. He'd gone there seeking a wife in the middle of October, and reckoned that he might have found one. With a bit of luck and a few choice words, he might get as good a bargain as he had with a stallion. He needed a woman who could work, and although he could have gone to Goul or Bruff, both nearer to his marshland home than Hull, Goul was a new company town of no more than four or five hundred people, built for the shipping industry and attracting few women apart from the dockers' wives, and in the small community of Bruff, someone might have recognised the son of one of the farmers from the waterlogged wastes outside the town, and the last thing he wanted was raised eyebrows or inevitable questions of motive. He had reckoned that a woman employed in one of the inns and hostelries of Hull would be used to long hours and drudgery. She should be young, but not so young that he'd have to teach her the facts of life. Mature, but no more than twenty-five, and presentable and attractive. Not a whore, although he had no problem with previous experience, providing she was clean, and she should have no commitments, no children, no parents, no ties— and no one with claims on her. She should be looking for a chance to better herself and be prepared to leave the town and become a countrywoman. On the first visit, he'd become almost drunk in his search. He hadn't realised just how many inns and beer houses the town held. He'd gone to those that were slightly run down, the kind of place where a woman without family might apply for a job and be prepared to work for a pittance. Some of the places he tried employed women who, in his opinion, were nothing more than sluts. Some of them leered at him, 
giving him toothless grins as they asked if he was new to the area. Pass in through, he would mutter, drinking his ale and moving on. Other hostelries, crowded with seamen, were attended mainly by a landlord and occasionally by a landlord's wife, as tough and mean as they appeared to be, and he would leave swiftly without ordering a drink. The meandering high street with its courts and alleys, the lanes running off towards the marketplace, and narrow staiths leading to the river hull, was a hodgepodge of ramshackle buildings, fine houses, barbers' shops, workshops and law offices, as well as many ancient crumbling inns. The only way he could retain a sense of direction was by keeping the tower of the Guildhall or the medieval church of St. Mary's within his sight. He'd been about to give up his search and go home when he came to the stable yard of an alehouse with a sign of the Georgian dragon swinging over the door. A narrow alley with the name.